What makes you think this team is good? They're not horrible, though. They're in the middle of the road. That's not good. That's the problem. That's the problem with Chicago right there. I'm the reason. We're trying to define the the good and mediocre. It's the future. Down and distance. On WGNRadio.com. Alongside my man, Sean Davis, SD2 Mike's on Twitter. I'm at Peyton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N, D-A-D Pod on Twitter as well. Arena Shy on Twitter as well. Check everything out. Yo, this is, sometimes they say, you know, some good things have to come to an end. Not really an end, but things are changing a little bit, man. Sean Davis, SD2 Mike's. Going on to bigger and better things. I'm proud of him. SD2 blessed, bro. Too blessed. You might have to change your SD2 Twitter account. SD2 blessed. Yo, man. I'm be honest with you, man. I'm I'm happy for you. Uh, you you left a comment yesterday on on Twitter saying that you know the DAD bros are blessed and like man, it's it's so true. And and to be able to sit down and to create this. Down and distance with you over the last few years has been remarkable. It's been a blessing. It's been so much fun. And I'm I don't want to sit here and make it sound like it's over because it's never over. It's just that it gets complicated. You know, we just gotta we gotta weave through and figure out. We always gonna be rocking together. It's just, you know. Oh, we definitely got some, you know, win the lab. Hey, our check stubs just Say something different. We're now. Always going to you know? be in the lab. You know, the companies always companies on the checks are a little different. We right. just gotta right. we gotta figure it out. But you know, I thought, why not? If we're going to be the last time in this studio, why not just uh just open it up, man? I mean, it doesn't need to be scripted. It doesn't need to be you know by the book. I just want a good fifteen minutes of uh you know some good sports talk like we normally do and right now i feel there's a lot to talk about right now i mean we could start with bears we don't have to start with bears we could talk about and i really want to end with the bears they've been good with the bears let's let's do this let's start with one of the teams that occupies the madhouse on madison Okay. okay yeah and not the team that plays on the ice Oh, wow. You're about to take this in a totally different direction. All right. All right. Well, I want to go to the hardwood. Okay. You're my basketball guy. Anytime, by default, when it comes to a basketball question, asking about you know either a player or style play, even when it comes to a move that I've never seen before, I come to you. 
So I start to think about it. And now I start to look at this Bulls team. Right. Who we had a conversation the other day when I texted you when I was at the Windy City game and we were joking about something. And we started to think about where this team is. But after the trade deadline, after you shipped out Taj Gibson, Doug McDermott, I didn't know what was going to happen because how I looked at it was that front office was really hoping and praying that Taj Gibson leaving would mean that Bobby Portis was going to get a chance to play. Not only get a chance to play, that they were hoping that he could be, you know, to kind of fill that void there. And also having other guys play as well that may be from the situation of like Denzel Valentine of trying to get these guys to be able to, we're going to be, we said we wanted to get younger. We went out in the offseason, actually got older, but we do have young pieces. We don't trust these young pieces enough to have them play valuable minutes. But after the trade, it was like, well, we got to pray and hope that this is going to work. For a team that was on the outside looking into the playoffs to now a team that looks like, what, they're in the seventh spot right now in the Easter Conference? Tied. What is the likelihood that this team actually does something in the playoffs? Or is it just them getting there? Or should or should Bulls fans, listen, should Bulls fans want, hope and wish and pray that this Bulls team would never make the playoffs this year? The Bulls organization wants to make the playoffs so they can continue to say that that's what they've done under this ownership, under this headship of guard packs and with multiple coaches. We make the playoffs. That's what we do. We've been consistent. That's what they want to sell, the fan base. The coaching staff and the players, of course, they want to make the playoffs. Yeah. I don't know what the playoff bonuses are. But yeah, they want to make the playoffs. The media, I don't know. The media is probably split, right? Because they don't make the playoffs, they can start going to the islands early, right? Yeah. You take it, that two, it, three it, week vacation. You can either do that. Until the draft. Or you can also, it gives you a lot more ammo and a lot more things to maybe to write, write about. about. So I think they are split. So the media is probably split. I mean, if they make the playoffs, the media gets to cover, what, five more games? Maybe? Four Maybe. or five? Yeah. yeah. They would rather take those four or five days, that week, week and a half, and head out. Head out. Get on the banana boat. Hit to go to Miami. Do something like that. It's. I don't even really think that it matters, though. That's the, the hard part. And I think it keeps going back to the the KC piece of that was released midway through the season or even before midway through the season. Yeah. About how dysfunctional things had gotten. Yeah, but then yeah. how also Gar and Pax were in were good with yeah. Teflon on. And so to me, you we're gonna I feel like Bulls fans are gonna keep having the same argument and uh, being upset if the Bulls did not get to the playoffs if they don't but nothing's going to change and I think looking forward I think that's that's the big issue um the dichotomy or the two things that face Bulls fans we see it on social media so much because about two weeks ago Bulls fans had logged out yes I logged out then they make this run and the East is so bad so bad that they're still in the playoff race. Bro. They win four straight yeah. against meh competition. And all of a sudden, I mean, look, the 76ers have had a four-game winning streak. Yeah. 
You take any terrible team, they're going to look good for a three or four game stretch. I know. They're professionals. So don't get happy about the Bulls were hitting threes and not a three-point shooting team. No, they're not. All of a sudden, the shots aren't falling for Miritich, Laverne, Valentine, and MSG last night with no Porzingis, no Rose, no Thomas. They get ran. That's what they gets get me. They get ran by Indoor, Opie at point guard, a.k.a. Ron Baker. That's what gets me. That's what gets me about this team and how Jimmy inconsistent they are, bro. Jimmy can't save you. He can't save you. He can't save you. And, and it's 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 where when you talked about being logged out, I've been logged out. And then when you log out, as soon as you log out, you get away. Just when you thought you were out. I get, and then I get a game. I get a game like last week against the, the Cavs, and I'm sitting in my hotel room at Disney. At the happiest place in the world, most magical place in the world, and want to throw something at the TV, going, "How they, how they winning this game? Like, why you got to play up to competition? But then when you play a team that you should beat and run through, you play down. The only and, time you play down to competition is when you're significantly better than a team. But they're so not. I disagree. They're not that good. No, they're not that good. They're not that good. So when they face a New Orleans that has Two stars like Anthony Davis and Boogie Cousins, and they win. You can't say, "Well, man, they didn't play down to their competition." Like, let's be, let's look at these rosters. Okay, but Sean, no, come on, their roster significantly better than no, no. But even even teams that they're not that they're in the middle of the road. They're like a, a on the to me, they're like a 500 team. Where you don't know if they're really, really that good or if they're really, really that bad. You just don't know what you're gonna get out of they're them every not single good. Day. You don't think they're good? They're not good. Like What makes you think this team is good in any way, shape, or form? They're not horrible, though. I didn't say they were horrible. So they're in the middle of the road. That's not good. That's the problem. (laughs) That's the problem with Chicago right there. I'm the reason. We're trying to define the the good and mediocre. No. There is no such thing as good and mediocre. I'm not trying to say that I'm cool with it. I just that's who they are. They're not a good team, but they're not a bad I'm team. I'm sorry. If, if I had come home with C's, I don't think my I would have gotten a pass from my parents. I got you know what? That's 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 good. Well, for me, they were like, you know what, son? Keep working, but those C's are better than the D's and F's. So we're two, we're two, we're two so different. A roster, a roster bro, with Dwayne you got Wade. your doctorate, bro. Uh, not that's not me. A roster with Dwayne Wade, Rajon Rondo, and Jimmy Butler is going to be under five hundred. There is no way you can use the word "good" in this equation. They're not bad. I don't care what is part of this quadratic equation that is the Chicago Bulls. So it is not up. going to equal hold anything close to good. Real quick, are you dropping? What are you dividing that by? You can divide it, multiply it, do it exponentially. However, long division. Are we doing long division here? Because I was never short, good at that. New division, whatever it is, you can do it by hand, chalkboard in your mind. Straight this iPad is not good. The coach is not good. The GM is not good. So it's the just president like- is meh. The owner, heck, the dude has seven titles. I'm really not gonna go with the owner. Can't go at him. Not, not doing his son. Yeah. Hey man, listen. I'm 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 just trying to get to it. I just I'm thinking, bro. Randy you, Brown is an assistant coach, bro. All right, moving on. 
Yo, so you talked about the Bulls, MSG, no D Rose. I know we talk about Derrick Rose a lot. And throughout this podcast, he has been a hot topic. He's a Shakespearean play. That's what he is. He's he's the ultimate NBA tragedy, dude. Dude. I like never on thought. the heels of Tracy McGrady getting into the Hall of Fame. Much debated. Some say undeserved. Yo. It's hard, man. It's not how it's supposed it's to go. It's hard. It's not hard. it's not how it's supposed it's to hard. go. Bro, when I when I had when I had the dreams, um when the Bulls selected him, I thought that this was going to be one of those unbelievable stories. And not I, I didn't I didn't envision championships, right? But I envisioned going to championships. I didn't I didn't have that in my brain and those dreams that they were going to win, but I thought that there was gonna be multiple appearances. Like I wanted the Bulls to tank for like seven years. I wanted them to tank for seven years, get Derek, get Jabari and get Jaleel and they all play on the same team. That was <laughs> what kind of that, it that, was that's like that Chicago dream. Like we love to be able to watch our own and even if they're not on our team, we still support like crazy. We still support like crazy. I mean my guy Zach Norville was sitting on the bench for Gonzaga Monday night. I still shouted him out. He was red shirting. He wasn't getting in the game, but he was there on the bench. Shot town stand up. It's I'm telling you, bro. I feel for true Derek fans because Derek took a lot of heat. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, I've always been and always will be a Derek fan, so I'm not gonna. It's not, it's not going to change. I just feel so bad because I was hoping that a lot more was going to come from this for him, for him. But you know what? When I look at it basketball-wise, maybe it, it didn't happen like he wanted to. I mean, God, dude got an MVP. So, I mean, you go back and watch the – if you YouTube Derrick Rose MVP season, I mean, you you want to have some joy, just go watch that. But look, listen, look, listen, I'm also – Hold up. No, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. It might not have happened on the basketball court like he might probably wanted. But I think when he looks at his life and he looks at it like having his son, I think to me, you just the relationship between him and his son to me seems like, man, you might be lo- you might lost out on something that maybe you had dreams and aspirations to be able to do. But this man... Got a chance to play where most people don't get a chance to play. And some people in this world don't get a chance to have kids and have somebody. And to have my son, I know what that means. I would take that over anything. And the relationship that he has to me, you yeah, you might lose out on some. And people look at the bad stuff all the time because it's all about basketball. But I think at some of the things that he's been able to gain, other than basketball, has uh, been that shining light for him. After everything he's been through, as the third option this year, he shot his highest field goal percentage, averaged 18 points a game, and five assists in the triangle offense. I'll ask everybody out there to go and find me a point guard in a triangle offense that ever averaged over eight assists a game. The offense is not built for the point guard to have assists. It's not. 
and he was the third option. Period. I've talked about Derrick Rose on several podcasts we've had. Several. Several podcasts. I've been called the Rose Protector, the Jimmy Butler Hater. I pretty much just call it straight down the line. Don't get mad at me because I had information that you weren't privy to. According to narratives printed out by everybody else in the media. I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize for that. But what I will say is this narrative that's going around that Jimmy Butler is the second best bull ever. He's not even the top three. It's not. I'm, I, I'm not. He's not in the top I'm three. not disagreeing it's not with even you. Deba- it's not even debatable. Go and watch highlights of the MVP season. That's it. And let me know when Jimmy Butler has ever impacted a game or NBA games on a nightly basis consistently. I'm not talking about two months off or a month off where your points per game average drops two points. No, that didn't happen with Derrick. That didn't happen. Matter of fact, he made a jump from rookie of the year where he averaged six to seven points more. Mm. Right? He didn't have to sit on the bench the first four years of his career to get better. Came in the league making an impact. Let me stop, man. Just stop. Let me stop. Uh, Let me stop. Um, also, Brian Kelly, what he said about Deshaun Kaiser, something I've been saying, I lo- something dude. we've been saying, whether or not he should have said it as the head coach, I'm not here to debate that. Just prove my point. The head coach that had him proved my point. So we can stop debating this. But he has the most upside. The dude's immature. That's the reason why he wasn't accepted as a leader of that locker room. He had locker room problems. We said it. Yeah. Other people on social media said that's not what they were hearing. Once again, when we have information that everybody else is not privy to, don't get mad at us. I love it. I, that's what we should do. We should actually go back don't and get start, mad this, at us. start this podcast over and just tell people, when we give you this information. Take it for what it is. I keep thinking about every time I say that. I keep thinking about the same t- the time when I just met uh, Two Chains at uh, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, and he was looking at me, and I go, "Hey, man, I'm Jared Payton." And I shook his hand. Can I take a picture? Took a picture when I looked at. It. I was like, "Tro," and I was like, "Oh, what did I just do?" You were that fan, huh? I was that fan, dude. I, I was. You were amped you would, up. You would, yeah. True. For those of you that want to know the type of fan JP is, go to YouTube and just type in Jared Payton and Drake. And that's all you need to see. You will see a totally, the man that you know, that you see on the 4 p.m. news, the poise that you see on sports feed, and the man that you hear, the man, the legend that you hear on the Down and Distant podcast. That was the way that I was when I met Sean uh, Davis. It's not the guy that you're going to get on this video. True. Tony Romo. Go ahead. I have an issue. A lot of people take issue with him. They use the phrase, he's jumping the line. Right? Yeah. He's retiring from the National Football League. He gets the job as the number one analyst for the NFL on CBS. Phil Simms is out, which a, a Bronx cheer went up on social media when they found out Phil Simms was getting it bumped was out. kind of funny. With Jim Nance. Jim Nance is a legend. But I think more about Jim Nance with college basketball and the Masters than I do the NFL, really. True. You know, it's just tradition like it's any tradition. other. It's the Masters. You, you know, hear Jim his Nance voice on the voice, commercial. You hear it, and then you hear him calling, like, NCAA games. Yeah, it's, it just sounds. Final Four. That's that's Jim Nance. Yeah, football is. NFL, uh, he does an okay job. This is my issue. 
I'm getting tired of people accepting the blessing of jumping the line, but then criticizing others when they get it. See, when you're allowed to jump the line, when somebody blesses you and shows you favor, then you're good with it. But when somebody else receives that type of favor, then it's a problem. It's because, yeah, it's true. It really is. There is no one in any industry that has not received some type of favor or blessing. So we can just stop. It all happens. Stop it. That's what happened. You know what? So everybody out there has jumped the line. Always. We're not saying Somewhere. that you have not put in work. I'm not, fam, I'm not even just talking about in work, in your job, in your profession. I'm talking about just being somewhere and someone. Dude, just I was in at, life. I was at Disney World. Show of hands in the studio. Everybody that's jumped the line in a retail store. Me, jumped the line. And. In a stadium. Me. Restaurant. Me. Okay. I mean, there's three of us in here. So. Yet and still, they'll tell us. First thing they tell us when you're getting into this industry, right? First thing they told me when I started to pursue my career. Relationships. Networks. Relationships. Relationships. Why are you telling me this? Who you know. But then on the back end, you have a problem? No. People. Well, jump in the line? Stop. Stop it. It's Stop an issue. it. It's an issue. I'm glad you brought that up, though. It's all about being blessed, man. You sow good seed, you reap good harvest. I'm talking about. We had that conversation last night. Absolutely. We had that conversation last night. I remember when the feeder stuff came out about me in the four o'clock and just going through um, sometimes of, you know, the the, the, the feed underneath. What was people. happening there, dude? I meant to get on you about that. Bro. What happened? You had a freeze moment, dude. Where? When I tell people out there, a freeze moment in TV is like when you want to jump in and say something and you think that spot is about to open up. And it doesn't open up, and you're like, "When? It was it later in the show? It was later in the show, and they brought you back around the 45." Oh yeah, yo, they they were just they were talking. And I it was, was just, it was jovial, yeah, good mood. I was about to say laughter. something. You were about to say something. I had to freeze you because thought there was a spot coming there where it was going to be some silence, and they just but, kept going. Yeah, but you know what happened was I got my I got it in though because remember they were talking about haircuts. And I was asking well, how they forgot about, about those. how they forgot about me. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because I got the ball don't mean I can't grow it back. Shoot. Thing gets nappy you every once in a while. Got that Erlacher. Got that Erlacher. Trying to get that Erlacher. <laughs> hey, man, what about the Bears, bro? What about them? Interesting article came out today. I was watching uh, Path to the Draft. Yeah. And I'll get to the article. The need is interesting. Want and need, right? My question to Bears fans would be, your want and your need, would it be the same player for the Chicago Bears? Right? Because I'm sure we'll get into this. You want to talk about the biggest need for this team. If you said, what's the biggest need? I think most people would say safety. We haven't had a Pro Bowl safety since... Mike Brown. Now the biggest want would be so, a corner. Or would the biggest need be the quarterback? Okay, I mean, that, you would get different answers to that. Yeah. But from a historical standpoint, it probably would be a coin flip between safety and quarterback. Because quarterback being deemed the most important position. True. And most impactful position in the sport. So the biggest need player wise. 
at three. Probably will be between Adams and Kaiser. Not Kaiser. I don't, I don't know why I was about to say that. Deshaun Watson. Shout out to him for having the balls to walk up in a Tuscaloosa bar, too. I don't know if it was the best move, but I wouldn't have done that. That was ballsy. That was ballsy. Well, I've done it in Tallahassee. You've done it? I walked into a place in Tallahassee. I walked on to Doe Campbell while people were trying to take pictures and threw up the U. That's very disrespectful. Very. And they went upstairs and ate if their food. If you had got clobbered from behind, like T.O. did. Someone better keep running because I'm going to catch On the Dallas him. Star. I'm going to catch him. You deserved it. I do. You deserved it. That's like somebody coming into you locker room, stepping on the logo. That's right. They going somebody somebody gonna get a trash can upside right. their like head. Like Chris Winky walking in there and stepping on the logo oh, and throwing some, it on Snapchat. We have some issues. We got some issues. Yeah, we would. We but getting back issues. to the want will probably be Adams or Deshaun Watson. Want. I mean need. But what would you want as a Bears fan at three? Is there a difference between the need? I would want a starting quarterback. And the want. So you would want the starting quarterback. I would want a starting quarterback, yes. But if um, you were drafted need, would you still take that quarterback? I think this is a conversation that we had on the last podcast. All right. Was, was, yeah, I think if, if that's the guy that you want and that's the guy that you feel like that can better your team long term, then, yeah, take him. But – it's hard to say. Everybody wants to talk about that there's a there's a safe pick. There's no safe picks. See, I can see a lot of people, right, need at three. Most people will say, okay, Jamal Adams. That's what the name that But the need and the want can be similar position-wise, but it could be different players. Some people can say the want, okay, at three, yeah, you take Jamal Adams as far as the need. Yeah. But want. The want at safety, some people might say, man, I want Jabril Peppers. That's another. You, you understand what I'm saying? So yeah. the breakdown is totally different. It's interesting to see and to hear from Bears fans. We'll put it out there on social media. Now, who would you want? You want that? You want Deshaun Watson at three. That's, Me. That's what it sounds like you're saying. Me? No, no. I'm, I'm just saying if that's – I'm trying to think – like Ryan Pace. If that's what he wants, then why not then take him? him at if he's there at three, why not take him? But it, is that his biggest need right now? So that's where you, when you pose it to the fans, I'm trying to pose it in the way of Ryan Pace as well. You now you got two quarterbacks that are still you I don't know what Mike Glennon's gonna be, so I, I can't tell you. I need a we we need to have this conversation again in a year from now, right? Right. We need to have it in a year from now. But if it's if you have a want for a position right. and you have a need, you have a need at corner that you you definitely could use a corner as well. Why not do it? So I that's that's kind of my big thing. Got here quick, man. This draft got here really fast. It's, it's it seems now. like yesterday we were like vomiting. At the second half of that Super Bowl. Yeah. And now look. And now look. Right here. Combine, free agency, right here. Let's play a quick game, right? Let's play the yearbook game for the draft. This is dope. This is dope, right? 
for this year's NFL draft. Hold on, let me get this. Of course, I have to edit this, right? Yeah. Give me your class clown in this draft. The dude in this draft that's most likely to have the best personality, be the funniest dude. Hmm. That's the most personality. I'm trying to think, bro. Hold on. I know. I'm trying to think of who's got the most, who's like going to be the class clown. I don't know who that class clown is. It's usually what? A wide receiver? Maybe a running back? Yeah, but that's not. From last year, I would say the class clown is Zeke. Yeah, exactly. Zeke is the class is a, clown but now, of look the at, 2016 look at, look at the running, draft. But look at the running backs in this year's draft. Dalvin Cook. Fournette's, Fournette's. very serious. They're both not talking. I can talking, see Dalvin. But he's not. He's, he's not, not talkative no, like He's that. like, he's so, doesn't like to talk much. Does what he needs mm. to do. So the running backs, the receivers. Look at the receivers as well. That what? They're not talkers. Like that we're used to seeing. That I can see T's Tabor being a class clown. I mean, he's already out there saying he's a Hall of Famer. You have to be a special cat to come out. I think you I know think that's that type of Ocho Cinco type class clown might type be, personality. Might be Jabril Peppers, then, man. Pep. Yeah. Well, see, I I have Pep for another. Okay. Right. Best smile in the NFL draft. That dude is gonna get all the endorsements. I can see Jabril Peppers being that guy. Yeah. I can see Jabril Peppers being that guy. I can, I can see, see Deshaun Watson being that guy too. Depending upon the team he goes to. I'm gonna have to go with uh Mitchell Trubitsky. Mitchell Trubitsky. Yeah, he's gonna be on one of them um Man, one of them shaving used, commercials. He's gonna be used car sale. No, he's good. They're gonna have him in on Ohio. one of them. One of who the Perp Plus or whatever it is for the head. <laughs> they're gonna have him on one of those. I can see it already. I see. Mitchell. I see where you're going. Mitchell. <laughs> don't they have a class year, but don't they have something about uh, like most successful down the line? Most or likely like? to succeed? Most likely to succeed. Hmm. So if we redrafted in like five years, who's yeah. at the head of the class? Yeah. <laughs> Your most, I mean, you would have to lean on possibly Deshaun Watson. If Miles Garrett is putting up double figure sacks, I mean, I think I think it's gonna be Miles Garrett. You, you hanging with Miles Garrett? Yeah, I think he's got something special, dude. I, I think he's gonna be one of those guys that we talk about where, in that conversation of a, uh, of like, where you where you look at a guy and you go, he's he's that dominant, and he's going to, and he he might not be dominant crazy style every yeah. single year. But he's, you're, you're always going to hear about him. He'll be in that conversation. I'm going to go right now, most likely to succeed. Not five years down the line, but like in their rookie season. Most likely to succeed. I'm going to go with Jamal Adams. Right. I think he's that type of instant impact safety playmaker and leader. That you, he'll make a difference instantly. What about... I mean, uh, we're really going off the books, right? Yeah, we're really... No, got we're some your sleeper. Sleeper? Your sleeper of the draft. Oh. 
Are we going outside of the first round or just anybody? It's anybody. Sleeper of the draft. The kid, oh, the kid from, um, hold on, I'll give it to you. you just well, I'm going to give my sleeper. Go ahead, hold up. I'm going to take Eddie Jackson from Alabama. Safety return man. Before he got hurt, this guy was one of the top three safeties in all of college football and had returned three kick returns for touchdowns. Versatility. You can play him in a slot because he started out at cornerback at Alabama, got moved to safety. He has speed at the safety, has range at the safety position. And you know what? Recently, Alabama safeties have uh, transitioned pretty well. We wondered about Landon Collins, but he was very good for the New York Giants last year. You know where I'm going. Where are you going? We were just talking about this place. I'm gonna go, go. We're gonna go out to the East Coast. All right. I really, really like it. I'm. You know me. The kid from Connecticut, bro. Ob Melafonwu. Melafonwu. Big tall corn. Like he, he's got everything that you need, man. And I just look he at just him. Has so much. We'll get to this, dude. He can yeah. play. He can not only. I mean, six four. He can play. He can come down and play wherever you need him. If you need him to come down, cover a big tight end, you know, play in the back, make plays. I just think that he is a guy that that can make plays, man. I, I, I I've been watching film on him. You know that for a while now. He's got something. He's got size. He got skills. And at the Senior Bowl, um, he he showed out a little bit. So that's mine. But most likely to marry a supermodel. This is where I go with Mitchell. Mitchell Trubitz. No, 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 no. Matter of fact, Christian, Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. That's easy. Man, Christian you know he, McCaffrey. You know he's going to bring some dimes yeah. out for the West Coast. Yeah. Bring them dimes out for the West Coast. Boy, I'm telling you. This dude, let me tell you something. Mitchell. Mitchell. Come on, man. You could have kept it Mitch. You most know Cat's still going to call you Mitch in the streets. Most likely to bust. I'm sorry, but Melifonbu was on my list. Right there? He's one of my potential most likely to bust. Um, potential to bust? Any of the quarterbacks. Any of the take quarterbacks. Take him in the top five. Yeah, I mean. I'll give you one. Go ahead. No one sees this coming. Where? Most likely to bust. Leonard Fournette. You didn't see that coming. I but it's something that I've always thought about. It done shout out to you. He weighed in at 240 at the combine. Pro day. 225. 225. What did you say he was gonna play at? Round 225. Round 225. Come on, man. Like I said, it's, dude, it's the DAD bros. Just listen to us. Dude. Just listen to us. We're so wise. Hey bro, listen, I'm gonna tell you something. It's been fun, man. It really has. It's been fun. SD2 mics. Don't forget them. Don't forget them. I em. might change my name to SDSB. I don't know. Eee, don't do it to it like that, fam. Man, you better have to do it. I'm I get a lot you. of love for the two mics, though. I like the two mics. I get a lot of love for the two Well, listen, mics. man. I, I appreciate you for everything that you did for Down the Distance, man. And it's not the... it's not, Listen, it's not the end. We're still going to keep rocking. It's just that the podcast is going to be a little Before bit different. Before I go. Yeah. Before I go, I'd be remiss if I didn't show love to those that have impacted my life. 
gotten me to this point, right? Shout out to one of my mentors, Big Sis, Beyonce Fox. Yes. Shout out to Big Bro. Uh, still Big Bro. Talk to him every day. J.R. Bang, Lee Davis. Yep. Out there on the East Coast handling things in D.C. T-Lo, who gave me my first shot to do anything on the Triple Threat show. I remember those days. Uh, Tony Lopez, man. Much love. Appreciate you. And then uh, this dude, Ernie Scatton, man, has no idea what he's done for me in my life. No idea. The things he told me I could do, how he made me believe that I could climb the hill that was a superior uphill battle. You talk about an uphill battle coming in late in the game. Yeah. And for him to tell me five years down the line, you can be here. And to believe in me and make me believe in myself. You there. And to be the one to stand up for me when the game was operating and saying, look, I need this guy to come in and help me and to vouch for me and to get me on and to put me on. A lot of people are very mistaken. For some reason, they think it was you that got me on here at WGN. Let me correct you. Ernie Scatton put me on. I know. Ernie Scatton put me on. I put Ernie on too, though. You did. That's my You guy. did. I was saving you for last, man. Stop I trying just, to steal the shine. I just, man. Stop I'm messing with you, bro. Last but not you. least, yo, to a dude that I have no words for our relationship. And I don't think people can really understand our relationship. I think they see us coming from two different worlds, two different types of people. And I think they try to make the connection of how they blend or how we blend. And stop trying to wrap your mind around it. It's not a natural connection. It's very much a supernatural connection. Sometimes we don't even understand what we mean to each other. But we know it's forever. And that's it. I think we've stopped trying to understand it. I think we both on both sides. I think members of our families at times have tried to understand what it's all about. Man, I got got chills, bro, because... um, I think back to those days of Illinois Center for Broadcasting and walking through those halls and seeing you and not have not spoken to you yet, but seeing you and that one that one interaction that we had together about us talking about, you know, I'm gonna pick you up. Yeah, we were talking. You I mean you, Sean's like, man, you ain't gonna pick me up, dog. Like you ain't. And we were going back and forth, and I still remember to this day that day. And from that point on to, you know, Jared Payton show and then to, I mean, the whole JPS movement and everybody else that has came along on this ride with us and where we're going and that we haven't stopped yet. We haven't stopped yet. And if you would have told me back in those days, I mean, you remember the day that I got the papers to ESPN. Like you were with me on a day. You took the picture I mean, sitting there, you helped me blur it out so they could see the writing on there to see how much I was getting paid. You know what I mean? Bing, bing. Bing, bing. To to seeing where we have both come, man, it, you're right. I, I stopped trying to figure it out. I just, it's here. It ain't going anywhere. And so I'm just blessed to be able to have you around as a brother. And it's just, it's crazy, man. And I want to tell you, I'm proud of you, dude. I'm so proud of you. Even though I'm the younger brother, I'm still proud of you because... The journey that you have taken, it's all the hours that you put in 
I mean, the hours that you put in doing what you do, the hours that you put in outside of this this job that you have in your your regular life with your family to your daughter to your wife and I don't know anybody I think that's the reason the connection is there because I don't know anybody else that works as hard as I do I just don't know other than you I don't know anybody I don't I don't know anybody that works as hard as I do at my craft and everything else that goes on and when you're pulled nine different directions I don't know anybody and that's I think that was the problem for me is I never met anybody that works just like I do and that grinds just like I do and I think that's where the connection is is that we both we don't look at it as being an end man we always see that there's something else that's coming and that we don't stop working Yeah. and we don't get comfortable and I, I respect your grind so much that you don't get comfortable anywhere you're at. And I've had to learn that from you. I've had to learn that don't get comfortable just because you got this spot. You got to keep going. Yeah. And once you get comfortable, like I'm already thinking now, man, I'm 36. I'm telling you right now, I'm already, you got me in the mind state of thinking, well, I got where I'm at right now. But some cats that are coming out of college, man, they're going to try to get this spot too. I'm locking this thing down. They and I'm that spot. I'm walking into Panera. I'm walking into Panera saying what somebody told me the other day. said, you know, um, you could you could have this job for life where you're at. Now, it, it hit me. It hit me when I was walking into Panera today. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. But I'm not getting, I'm not getting comfortable, man. Because there's too many people out there that are trying to take our spots. And uh, we've been blessed to be able to have this avenue. And after JPS ended, we could have thought that, yo, this, this is it. Right. Right? Right. And we got brought back together here. Right. And it doesn't end here, man. It's just another part of the story. And we keep writing new chapters and new chapters keep coming. And I'm proud of you for what you're doing. And, you know, it's not it. This is This is just the beginning. You'll see us around. It's, it's the beginning. You'll hear us, you'll see us, and you definitely will feel us. Well, on from JPS, DAD, just another transition, transformation. Well, listen, I normally always say it, man, but I'll let you say it to, to end it. You know? Before I get to it, my grandfather, who is, you hear me quote him all the time. All the time. Be yourself. If you be yourself, you'll never have to try to be somebody else. We were once here, but now we're gone. Peace.